Hello and welcome to the Desperate and Appalling podcast series. My name is Paul Sloan and together with my co-author Des McHale we've written a number of books ranging from uh, lateral thinking puzzles, mathematical lateral thinking puzzles, world's best word puzzles, one, two, three, four, wacky, witty and wonderful words are some of the books we've written. And in this series of podcasts we chat about puzzles, situations, words, anything that takes our fancy. So please sit back, enjoy the podcast, and if you like it, come back and listen to some more. Okay, good afternoon, Des. How are you? Good Good afternoon, Paul. I think we're talking today about things that annoy us, and I can't imagine there are many things that annoy you, Des. Am I right? Uh, uh, not right there. Um, I'm the ultimate curmudgeon. I, I, I really get annoyed by everything. I spend half my time shouting at the television. There's actually a, a, a brick, a sponge brick you can buy in the shape of a brick that you can throw at the television when it really gets too much for you. But I, I'd like to think it's because I'm a mathematician. And we have to have perfection. It's no good having 99.9%. You have to be 100% correct. So if anything is the slightest little bit wrong, I, I get annoyed and I'm, I start to rant about it. So but I'm, I'm a real that 99.999 recurring is the, exactly the same as 100. Yeah, well, the, the opinions vary about that. But um, <laughs> I, I, I certainly do not suffer fools gladly. And, uh, you know, my own family, my students, everybody, I mean, I, I have a rant. I have a go at them. So what sort of things that you see in the street annoy you? Well, something I think we would agree on, first of all, is tattoos. And I see somebody with a tattoo, they immediately go down in my estimation. And certainly if I was going for a job interview, I wouldn't actually uh, uh, show a tattoo myself, I think. And funnily enough, although I hate tattoos a lot, I got a little tattoo myself. When I was having some radio treatment years and years ago, they had to put a little tattoo on my tummy so they find the right spot for the radiation. So it's ironic that I had to do that at the time. They say that if you're going to get a tattoo of your girlfriend's initials, make sure they aren't DNR, because that sounds for <laughs> do not resuscitate. It wouldn't be a wise thing to get tattooed across your chest. So that's very, that's very good. I agree. I think tattoos are a strange, yes. very strange fashion. I really seem to be becoming more common. You see artistic. an awful lot of people... An awful lot of people of all ages, and um, yeah. you know, they're supposed to be body art, but the, you very rarely see one that's artistic. And if I get a piece of art and I hang it on my wall, and after a year or so I don't like it, I can change it. But if you get True. a piece of art on your back, you're stuck with it for the rest of your life, and you can't even see it. Yeah, and I think they're bound to be unhealthy. I mean, injecting ink under your skin is is got to be bad. They're going to Can't discover that it, it causes well, skin cancer. Another thing which I find annoying and, and shows I'm completely out of touch with the younger generation is ripped jeans. You see people walking down the street with their jeans or their trousers with big rips in them, holes in them. And if I'd done that when I was a boy, my mother would have been ashamed of me. She would have boxed my ears and said, how dare you go out looking like a complete disgrace to the whole family <laughs> with your, those tears in your trousers. Come here, I'll mend them. Um, Absolutely, so that, yeah. that's a really strange one, I think. And it's people trying to look different and individual and they wind up all looking the same because they've all got ripped jeans. Yes. So what sort of words or phrases annoy you in common parlance? This is becoming an increasing problem, I think, because people are imitating each other. And the one that annoys me probably most is end of. When somebody wants to end an argument or uh, it's that's the final word. That's it. I'm not going to argue anymore. And it's just stupid because, I mean, they say, look, it's ending. I I think it's ending. Therefore, it is ending. Um, I hate the words award winning. 
every damn thing, every damn <laughs> film, every damn book, every damn person is award winning. And I think there are more awards now than there are people. So you're bound to get some. Well, you say um, end off, but a lot of people say I, I, he, he could have, or he, he would have. There are a couple of things and phrases that annoy me. One is back to back, which should yeah. it's completely inaccurate, it seems to me. It should be consecutive. When they say he's won three tournaments back to back, he hasn't. He's won three tournaments consecutively. But I did right. see a piece yeah. of advice that if you and your girlfriend are watching two movies back to back, you should be make sure that you're the one facing the screen. <laughs> That's absolutely true. And I, I just like advertising which says new improved you know you just wonder well how bad was the old one you know if the new <laughs> one is that so they're looking for it all there but the word that that really gets me the most and it's become a major issue now is the word control you get these i watch a lot of crime things in television i love unsolved crimes and trying to find out who does it but they talk about criminals seeking control now most criminals are just stupid half-witted losers they have no control they have no hope of control and i mean they're going to wind up probably spending the rest of their life in jail where they have no control at all what's going on but these people go these criminologists go to college and they learn one word they learn the word control and then yes. they use it all the time just watch for it in everything to explain all crime to explain everything that goes on it's somebody looking control and it's not it's just a total misnomer these people are losers and they don't they never get any control no control so i got um i, I sent an email with an inquiry to um, a, a website and uh, the email i got back said thanks for reaching out to us we can't help you with this uh, but the, here's someone else you should reach out to and yeah. why reach out why not thank you for your email we can't help you here's somebody else you should ask it would be much yeah. no, English, off. Yeah. reach out i don't like yeah. it yeah, well, you could make a whole list of phrases like that. And uh, I mean, they're coming. And people who use the word like all the time, you know, they stick oh. like in between every word. If I'm not interested in what a person is saying on television, I just count the number of times they use like. And often they will use 20 likes in a sort of minute. Yes, it can happen. It seems crazy. Yeah, and I'm not sure they're aware they're doing it, but uh, it, it is a very bad habit. Some people say you know after every phrase or sentence. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Or absolutely, like I, I tend to say that myself. I've listened to some radio broadcasts and I'm saying absolutely, absolutely. All that. So trying to shut up to that. One of my other pet hates is pop music. I think it's not music at all. I think it's just noise. And any idiot can set themselves up as a pop star or a boys group or something like that and reach the charts. And the people who follow them, I just, they spend good money buying tracks and records. No, I, I, I completely disagree. I it's, like pop music and I think it's some noise. of the tracks are it's very just, it's got no melody. It's got no coherence. It's got no lyrics. It's just a lot of people making noise. <laughs> and it's aimed, at, I, I hate to tell you this, it's aimed at people at their level. So if you like it, you're lowering yourself to their well, level. What, what happened when you were a teenager? Did you not like the Beatles and the Stones? Oh, God, no, I didn't. I thought they were absolutely <laughs> dreadful. They were forced on me. I was staying in, in digs in college where, um, you know, the people all love the Beatles, and they play these damn records all the time. And I thought they were, at best, mediocre. You know, the Beatles <laughs> are totally overrated. And mark my words, the Beatles will be totally forgotten about in 50 years' time. Yeah. Nobody will ever mention them. They will still be playing Mozart. They'll still be playing Beethoven. Well, and my pet hate music is is jazz. I think jazz is is appalling. I, I might just tolerate um Acker Bilk or Kenny Ball or one or two things like that. And you know, it really takes the melody out of music and anybody can have a go. And if you make they say if you make a mistake, well just repeat the mistake and it sounds of its part the original thing. <laughs> and I it gives me a headache. Jazz actually gives me a headache. And I I, I think I must disagree. I, I, had a friend I, once I, I, I think jazz is very creative. I think a lot of pop music is very tuneful and clever and well produced. The, the, the tunes really of ABBA and people really, like that are excellent. 
Anyway, what about but, ballet? I believe you're a big fan of ballet. Yeah, I, I really dislike ballet. I mean, the music is nice. I mean, Tchaikovsky's nice. I like the Nutcracker Suite. I like one like that sort of thing. I like Schubert ballet. But the prancing they do on the stage, the twirling about, the very limited motion. Guys walking around with no underpants on, girls standing <laughs> on their toes. I mean, why don't they just get taller girls and it'd be easier? <laughs> but it's so limited and it's so silly. They just move on. And the people who follow it then are silly people as well. Little girls want to become ballet dancers should really deserve to be re-educated about the realities of life. I mean, but it's what about opera reality. then? Where are you on opera? Well, opera? Opera I used to like quite a bit. I grew up on Verdi and I saw and watched a lot of opera, but Recently, I've been beginning to wonder because, I mean, it's a bit silly, isn't it, what goes on? I mean, they say opera is where when a guy is stabbed, instead of dying, he just starts singing. <laughs> and, uh, and, exactly. Uh, again, the music is nice, but the actual activities that go on round about it, I think, are, are a little bit silly. But uh, ballet is terrible. Opera is bad. That's the way So I'm on thinking. a more serious subject, what do you think of cancel culture and students in universities needing a safe space where they can avoid being offended by views and opinions which, which they dislike? I think that's absolutely appalling. I think it's something that's happened that we've allowed to happen. And these people can cancel. These people can wreck people. They can ruin careers yes. by just canceling other people of no merit themselves. And they're often doing it on behalf of other people. They don't really feel that with themselves. They get into their head that this stuff is offensive. Now, it affects me as a humorist because it means that the subjects you're allowed to joke about have become quite limited. And it's almost killing humor because they say, oh, you can't joke about that. You're going to hurt somebody. You're going to hurt somebody's feelings. But I say it's so bad. I mean, my feelings get hurt all the time time and i don't go around cancelling people because of that i and think it, yes very this, this idea issue. that you can't offend anyone is ridiculous nobody has a right not to be offended and yeah, um, i agree and and many many jokes i mean i don't make jokes about irishmen anymore or or poles yeah. or, or doing down nations though but i i did ask this question the other day i said what do you call somebody uh, with no musical ability who hangs around with musicians and drummer. the answer is a drummer yeah, that's right. Yeah. Now, now, that's on the matter on drummers. It's, yeah. it's offensive because many drummers, drummers do have a lot of musical ability. But yeah. it's also funny, and they know it's funny. They do. But they're also not intelligent enough to fight back, so you're safe <laughs> enough with drummers, I think. They, don't, they think because they're mentioned in a joke, it's a compliment, you know. They don't know they're, being so to be they're ignored in the band. Yes. Yeah. But it's a, it's a serious matter. It's affecting the world, and it, it means that these people are here back to control again. They are controlling other people's behaviour in a way that, you know, I mean, I think... It smacks of Trumpism, you know, because it really means that, you know, what you decide is correct is correct. And that's it. And there's no attempt at logic or no attempt at justifying what you're well, doing. Well, the other th one of the things that we're getting onto more serious waters now, but something that annoys me is certainty and extremism and intolerance. Um, and I think that's very dangerous. Uh, and we see it time and time again in politics. We can see it over across the the Atlantic in America is it's very worrying. In the Middle East, we see it uh, in all sorts of places, a complete inability of one side to compromise or even understand the other side's point of view. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, we're talking about serious things. Now. Let's talk about really serious things. I really hate and dislike onions, garlic, chives, <laughs> leeks, all, all those dreadfully poisonous... They would make things. a marvellous soup and they'd do you the world of good. So, oh God, no! How can you I, not I, I like onions? Ill, I, I will be ill for several days if I eat onions, or especially oh, garlic. Onions are and every recipe book you see from the newspapers, never got the add garlic, crush cloves of garlic. The stuff is poisonous. No, it should it's be not. Banned. It's excellent. I mean, China, why would Chinese restaurants say with or without onions? Because they know that certain people, you know, people, most people are intolerant to onions, and I mean. It, they're stuffed everywhere. That, you they must taste eat, awful. Yeah, the food they you make, eat why must be very glad if you don't have why? onions and garlic. 
why when you peel an onion does it make you cry? Because it's got a poisonous chemical coming off that affects your eyes. It just does. So oh, I would have yeah. those banned. It's certainly banned. And, you know, um, it, they're usually added to food to try and give them some sort of taste. But unfortunately, the taste is a noxious taste. Something else that gets me are comedians. I mean, they, these people <laughs> come on television and they've got a huge following. They, they fill a theatre. There's 10,000 people there and they're told to laugh. And they're told to say it's funny. And they're just not funny by any objective standards. And I'm thinking of individuals now like Don French and Michael McIntyre and Ricky Gervais and those people. They've never made me remotely laugh or smile. Well, maybe it's that's just a comment about you, Des. I mean, I, I find them funny at times. Well, I'm a bloody expert on the thing, so they should make <laughs> me laugh. <laughs> so what does make you laugh? Tell me something that makes you laugh. Well, I mean, um, my one, my Jerry Seinfeld, I think, is one of the best stand-up comedians in the world. Not that awful programme, not the Seinfeld programme, but as an individual stand-up comedian, he is very, very funny. I love Ken Dodd, the late Ken Dodd. He was yes. absolutely marvellous. I mean, he could go on for hours and hours. But they're really funny. They say funny things. They're, they're not just trying to get you to identify with their sad childhood or something like that, or what an awful person their mother was. You know, it's real comedy. It's really funny. Yes. I, we went to see Ken Dodd perform, and uh, he yeah, was I'd love very, to very good. Yeah, he went yeah. on and on and on. Yeah. People brought yeah. flasks yeah. and yeah. sandwiches. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's absolutely wonderful, I think. But uh, one of my favourite anecdotes is about St. Thomas Aquinas, one of my favourite philosophers and favourite saints. And uh, my birthday is coming up on January 28th, and that's his feast day. So I thought that was nice that uh, his feast day was the same as my birthday. But he, he wrote the following, which I think is absolutely hilarious. He said, the, the principal joy of heaven, he said, is looking down on the souls of the damned and seeing how much they're suffering and saying, serves them bloody right. <laughs> I think that's that's the funniest thing I ever heard. That this saintly man should be so vindictive, even when he's in heaven, and no other pleasure in heaven would be as great as looking at these people burning in hell. I told you so. I told you not to do that. (laughs) You were warned. Yes, absolutely wonderful. Okay. So have you got a joke for me today? Yeah, I think I tell you, I might have told you this joke before. And I mean, as I say to people, even if you've heard a joke before, if you've heard a symphony before, you can still appreciate it. You can laugh at it. And it's about the famous Siamese twins, Cheng and Eng, who were joined at the chess together for life. And they were part of Barnum's freak show. And he took them all over the world and uh, exhibited them. And people came to see them. The, the remarkable thing. And took them to Ireland once. And an Irish woman came to them and said to him, is it, Mr. Barnum, is it true that Cheng and Eng are brothers? And he was hardly able to keep back the laughter. He said, Madam, I assure you, these two Siamese twins are brothers. And she said, wasn't it the mercy of God to make them brothers and not to tie two total strangers together for life? That would, that would be <laughs> terrible, tell, tie two think, total strangers together. I think she must have thought that uh, they were actually born separated and that they joined them together just to make them the Siamese twins. And luckily, they picked brothers rather than picking two total strangers. Okay. I think that's lovely. Well, I've got a joke for you, and it concerns a young man who goes to see his father. And his father says to him, what is it, lad? And he says, well, dad, he says, I want to get married. His father says, who do you want to marry? He said, well, it's a girl in the village called Alice Edwards. And his father said, I'm sorry, but you can't marry Alice Edwards. And the boy says, why not? He says, well, when I was a young man, I was very active. And I'm sorry to say that Alice Edwards is your half-sister, so you can't marry her. So he goes away, and six months later, he comes back to his father, and he says, he says, Father, he says, I want to get married. And his father said, who do you want to marry? He said, I want to marry a girl in the village called Janet Jones. And his father said, I'm sorry, but you, you can't marry Janet Jones because for the same reason, she is your half-sister. Anyway, this goes on another time, and eventually the boy goes to his mother, and he, said, he says to his mother, he says, all these girls I want to marry, my father says I can't marry them because they're all my half-sisters. What can I do? 
And his mother turned to him and she said, son, she said, marry who you want. He's not your real father. <laughs> Very good. Lovely twist. Lovely twist. Okay. I've been thinking as well about TV ads. I think the ads on television are absolutely brain rotting. I think half of the problems in the world. I mean, the, the, first of all, the level that they, of course, they're aiming at the lowest possible level, the lowest common denominator of people. And they're just illogical. They're just stupid. They're just the people who make them are absolutely. And I should, shouldn't should say this, maybe, because my own son does actually make TV ads. But he said it's absolutely ludicrous what goes on there. And, uh, of course, now that you've got to be selective. I mean, the whole woke thing is coming in. Ethnic minorities have to be dominating ads. And, you know, they're, they're becoming as biased themselves. So I think if we made a decision not to buy the products of any ads that we dislike or dislike the way they're actually made. They, 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 they that would be an effective sanction. Be, be woke in reverse. Yeah, all right. Well, I but think, think we've covered all the topics there and, and we've complained about a lot. Um, so we should just give a mention to our books and in particular, one, two, three, four, wacky, witty and wonderful words, if you like words, and uh, mathematical lateral thinking puzzles, if you like mathematical puzzles. And we are working on a new book, but I think we'll talk more about that in our next podcast. So, Des, thank you very much. Any final comments? Thank you, Paul. Thank you.